Today on the Locked On Blues podcast, I'm going to be giving what I think are the three biggest differences we will see from the St. Louis Blues and the NHL as a whole next season, uh, as opposed to this past season. Have a couple thoughts of what I think is going to look a little bit different, you know, from certain players, uh, certain areas of the game, all that stuff. Should be a fun episode. Hopefully you guys agree, but if not, let me know. Make sure you stay tuned. Your Locked On Blues, your daily podcast on the St. Louis Blues. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Locked On Blues Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, and your number one source for daily blues content. I'm your host, Josh Hyman. As always, if this is your first time joining the show, welcome. I appreciate you being here. You can follow me on my Twitter right there, Josh Hyman NHL. Uh, you can follow the show on YouTube if you're listening to it uh, on you know Spotify or whatever. There's also a YouTube channel. There's a video of everything you're seeing, Locked On Blues on YouTube, plus Locked On Blues and all of our various social accounts. I've been doing this show for a while. You know, if there's, so if there's anything you want to listen to my take back on, I got tons and tons and tons, 500 shows uh, in the docket. So you can scroll through, click on anything you might like. Uh, but yeah, thank you for showing up. Thank you for all for tuning in. For those of you returning listeners, thank you for making Lockdown Blues your first listen, making me part of your daily routine. I appreciate that. Appreciate all the support. Let's just jump into it. So I kind of was thinking, like, what what is going to be different next season? You know, there is... Last season was was pretty exciting. You know, there was a lot of good storylines, um, a lot of tough storylines. You know, the Blues struggled uh, at at points. The Blues succeeded at other points, and I kind of come up came up with a list of a few things that I think are going to be the biggest differences between this season and uh, the previous season, and what that means, and how the Blues are going to have to adjust to that. And the first thing, and I think the biggest thing, is the amount of different goal scorers that the Blues had reaching above 20 goals. I do not think the St. Louis Blues are going to have 920 goal scorers again. Uh, and that's not to criticize the team or criticize the offense. Oh, the Blues offense is going to stink. I just think that that is an unfathomable number, an unsustainable number. Um, and I just think scoring in the NHL was up as a whole last season. You know, you look all around the league at guys that just sort of had way bigger seasons than they've ever had previously. Um, you can look at the Blues, you know, a lot of guys had big breakout seasons. Robert Thomas, Jordan Cairo had the highest point totals of their careers. Vladimir Tarasenko uh, had his highest goal scoring total in a long time. Ivan Barbashev had 25 goals for the St. Louis Blues. He's something he's probably not going to be able to do again and then you look around the league and you look at guys like a perfect example is Matthew Kachuk who by all means is a great player but blew his previous uh, highest point total out of the water last season same with another guy Johnny Gaudreau uh, another guy involved in that trade Jonathan Huberto all around the league you can look and see that certain players had a drastic 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 increase in point totals now, I don't think it's going to revert back to normal. I think that these new high point totals and these, you know, a big group of guys getting to point per game and getting over 100 points, I think that's here to stay. However, I don't think it's going to be quite as high volume as it was last season. You know, the St. Louis Blues had 920 goal scorers. That is unheard of. You know, it is it is such a compliment to their depth. 
And this, you know, this isn't me saying I think the Blues are going to struggle on offense. I still think they're going to have great, tremendous offensive depth. Um, the only thing I think will change is just the amount of scoring in the NHL. I think the Blues are still going to have success. Their offense is still going to be their number one weapon. Um, and their offensive depth is going to be great. They might not have nine twenty goal scorers. They might have nine fifteen goal scorers or, you know, 10 double digit goal scorers, something like that. Um, but I just think the overall volume of goals is unsustainable. I think the defense of the NHL and the goaltending is going to sort of get back to the norm because goaltending was, uh, goaltending numbers were, were down last year as well, like save percentages, goals allowed averages, et cetera. Like it was a league wide, uh, shift in the sense that offense just went through the roof. And I think that it's, it's a trend of something that's going to continue to happen. I think offense is going to continue to increase when you get, you know, when the league shifts to a more skill-based style of play. Um, I think it's going to continue to favor the offense. And I think, you know, the other recent uh, change in the rules for goalie pads and, and um, there's more power plays and all that sort of thing. Um, I think there's still going to be an increased offense next year. I just don't think it's going to be quite as drastic. And because of that, I don't think we're going to be seeing guys like Ivan Barbashev putting up, you know, 25 goals um, or something like that. But hey, maybe I'm wrong. You know, maybe he, the Blues are going to continue to score goals at an unprecedented rate like they were last season. You know, there was times when they were scoring like five goals a night for weeks on end, and it was incredibly fun to watch. Um, but I think that we're going to see a, a shift back towards the hockey of old next season where it's a little bit more defensive heavy and, you know, defenses are going to figure out, okay, how do we defend these skill guys? So I think that was the biggest thing is last year was like the first year where the league was fully shifted. You know, the majority of teams played a skill speed based game. And I don't think that we had seen that in a, in a long time. Like there have been teams that had embraced that style of play, like the Colorado Avalanche for the last few years, uh, Tampa Bay, for the last few years, but I still think the overall majority of teams kind of played physical defensive style hockey. And then last season was the first time where that really shifted uh, in favor of the skill and the speed. We saw that with the St. Louis Blues as well. So I think NHL defenses are going to adjust to that a little bit better. Goaltenders are going to adjust to that a little, a little better. Coaching staffs are going to adjust to it a little better. And because of that, we'll see defense sort of tug the rope a little bit back more in their direction. Um, that does lead pretty, pretty conveniently into my next uh, change that I think we will see with the St. Louis Blues. So make sure you stay tuned for that. Before I get into that, if you think that uh, the the Blues might not have as many 20 goal scorers, then maybe you want to bet the under. And the only place to do that is betonline.net. Betonline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. You can find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. You can find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, even golf. BetOnline.net is your number one uh, spot for live in-game betting, too. It's not just like uh, future bets. You can hop on during a game, any sport, and, and put your money where your mouth is. Plus, they have more than that. They have podcasts, sports news, reviews, all that fun stuff. It's your can't-miss one-stop shop for all things sports betting. Bet online where the game starts. I'll be right back with the second half of today's episode. All right, all right, all right. So I talked about the offense. I think that's going to be a big change for the St. Louis Blues, but also the NHL in general. And I also kind of hinted at this second part um, in the end of that first segment. But the one thing I think is going to change uh, for the better for the St. Louis Blues is defensive identity. Uh, the Blues defense was 
uh, their biggest Achilles heel last season. Um, it was very, very frustrating to watch. You know, there were times when the Blues offense was extremely potent and the defense and goaltending just couldn't keep the puck out of the net. Um, and it led to, you know, the Blues losing games 5-4, 6-5, stuff like that in and, and ways that were very frustrating as a fan because the offense was producing at a level that I have personally never seen in my time watching Blues hockey, but the defense was also close to the worst it's ever been since I've started watching Blues hockey. Um, and that wasn't even necessarily because of personnel. You know, before they acquired Nick Letty, they still had Colton Pareko, Justin Falk, Tori Krug, um, and, you know, other guys, of course. Uh, that are good defenders, but I think the scheme and the identity was really lacking for the St. Louis Blues. I think they, there was so much jumbling of the lines, and you know, defensemen weren't playing with the same guy for more than a few games at a time, and it was hard to build chemistry. It was hard to to you know get used to the way you're playing. I think a perfect example is Colton Pareko, who has to really change his play style depending on who his D partner is. You know, when he's playing with a guy like Marco Scandella, he's kind of got to do it all because Scandella is good defensively, but that's really it. Versus when Nick Letty came around and Colton Pareko got partnered up with Nick Letty, I think Pareko looked a lot better in the sense that he was really asked to only do the defensive end of things, whereas Nick Letty was more of the offensive initiator on that pairing. So it was just very difficult for anyone on that defensive grouping to settle into a groove because they were playing with different guys every night you know they had a hard time staying healthy and also just the scheme like i said earlier adjusting to this new style of play where speed and skill are the number one asset and rather than you know focusing on physicality it's more so just keeping up with these incredibly fast wingers and centers and stuff like that and i think it it took a lot of the league by storm you know there were obviously some teams with really really strong defensive cores that did okay but a lot of defensemen struggled last season. You know, Alex Petrangelo, there were talks of him being washed and like that he was really struggling with Vegas, which, you know, everyone always says, oh, if the Blues only had Alex Petrangelo, they would be, you know, back into cup contention. And while I kind of agree, the fact that his name was one of the ones being thrown around in the sense that he was having a down season shows that I think it's more so about the way that the game shifted uh, and less about, co- coincidentally, these incredibly good defensive uh, defensemen and these incredibly good defensive groups all struggling at the same time. I think it was just the adjustment in the style of play that led to coaches and, and coaching staffs and defensive groups being kind of caught off guard and, and not really knowing how to handle it. I think that we saw that in the sense that the once the defense really turned around was not only when the Blues brought in Nick Letty, but when they kind of were enough of the way into the season to understand, okay, this is the new norm. This is how we have to defend teams now. And it took a very long time, but I think we saw we saw that gel. We saw that that chemistry finally come together. Uh, the defense was still, I think, a a negative point, maybe arguably slightly below average if you consider average like a, a cup contending defense. Um, but like I said, the personnel on on the Blues defensive unit is very strong. You know, they have a lot of guys that are capable of playing really good defense at the at an NHL level. They don't have a true number one defenseman, but they have. You know, you could argue anywhere from three to five defensemen that belong in the top four. You could even say six, depending on, you know, your take on certain guys. Um, and the Blues have some really good defensive depth. You know, they, they lack the top end talent on their defense, but having Tory Krug, Justin Falk, and Colton Pareko as your 
three best defensemen is better than a lot of teams' three best defensemen. Like, yeah, some teams have, um, a lot of teams have a better number one defenseman than the Blues have, but in terms of depth, the Blues have a lot of talent up and down their, their defensive pairings. And because of that, and because of the fact that the defensive group is pretty much the exact same um, as it was, you know, for the majority of the, the end of last season in the playoffs, I think that they're going to be able to come into next season uh, and just pick up right where they left off and have that chemistry and have that um, ability to play with one another. And, and hopefully, you know, Colton Pareko has a consistent defensive partner the entire season that he is able to, you know, play well off of. I think when he was with Nick Letty, he looked close to the best that he's looked since that cup run. Um you know, Justin Falk was the Blues' arguable best player at times. Tori Krug was injured and didn't play in, in the playoffs. So um, I I am very optimistic the Blues' defense is going to be much better than it was last season out of the gate. Out of the gate, the Blues' defense was so poor last season that people were worried that they weren't going to make the playoffs and everyone was calling for, you know, trade for Jacob Chikorin, trade for this guy, trade for that guy. It, the, the, the take on the defense was that they needed a massive overhaul. And as much as I would have loved for the Blues to go out this offseason and add a true number one defenseman, that's much easier said than done. You know, you can't, they don't grow on trees. There's only a few guys in the NHL that would even fit that, that role for the St. Louis Blues at an affordable price tag. And none of those guys were attainable. You know, look at the, look at the way that the offseason went for defensemen. You had guys getting overpaid left and right. Uh, we thought the Nick Letty contract was atrocious. And then we saw what some of the other worst defenseman than him um got in in the free agency market and it's like okay yeah the the defensive market is very skewed right now and i think that's because teams were panicking saying holy crap how do we defend this new speed skill game that the nhl is embracing all of a sudden um and i think the blues are kind of almost a little bit ahead of the curve on that you know they locked up nick letty for a couple years and now they have a, a top four locked up for the long term and I have faith that that defense is good enough to take the Blues into a playoff spot, especially considering the fact that I said that I think the offense is going to take a step back. I think that that means the defense needs to take a step forward, and I think that they will. I I think that the defense is going to surprise a lot of people next season. I still don't think it's going to be like a top five defense in the league or anything like that, but I think it's going to be good enough to the point where we're not as worried about it as we are right now. All right, that is my, my take on the, the second biggest change. Uh, in this upcoming third and final segment, I'm going to be giving my thoughts on one more change we will see uh, out of the St. Louis Blues and the NHL as a whole. Make sure you stay tuned for that. We'll be right back. Okay, so my final take. What do I think the third biggest change is going to be for the NHL next season? And that, I think, is going to be more parity. I think next year we are going to see a lot of teams be contenders. You know, this season it really felt like Colorado-Tampa was penciled in as the finals matchup for a while there. You know, as soon as the playoffs started and Colorado and Tampa, you know, were out of their first round, it really felt like, okay, yeah, these are the teams that are going to make it to the Stanley Cup final. You know, one of these two teams is going to win the Stanley Cup. And even throughout the regular season, you know, Florida was great, obviously, but I think a lot of people just thought, yeah, it's Tampa, it's Colorado, those are the teams to beat. And I still think Colorado is going to be up there, but when it comes to Tampa, they have played so much freaking hockey in the last three years. You know, they've they've gone to three straight Stanley Cup finals. That is almost a full extra regular season of games and then you take into account the fact that 
the increased playoff intensity. Playing 60-something playoff games over the last three years takes an takes a huge toll. Huge toll. And that Stanley Cup hangover has yet to really hit Tampa, but I think in this upcoming season, especially considering the fact that they lost in the Cup Final and aren't really riding off of that momentum anymore, I still think they're going to be really good, and I still think Tampa is one of the biggest contenders in the league, but I don't think that they're going to steamroll through the regular season and playoffs like they did last season just because of that fatigue but also because of the fact that I think a lot of other teams got a lot better I think Florida as much as it sucks that they lost Huberto and Uyghur adding Matthew Kachuk and just continuing to get better Florida is going to be a really big threat Carolina is going to be a really big threat the the Bruins um got David Krejci back you know David uh Patrice Bergeron I think the Bruins are going to make some noise as well um the New York Rangers are only going to get better as their goaltender, you know, Igor Shosturkin pushes for potentially being the best goalie in the world like he did at points last season. There are a lot of really good teams in the East that I think are going to give Tampa a run for their money um, in terms of success and in terms of like contention. Uh, and because of that, I don't think it's going to be quite as top heavy as it was in the past. You know, there's a lot of teams in the East that I think could make some noise. And then you go out West and you say, yeah, Colorado is still probably the clear cut Stanley Cup favorite you know, favorite to win the Central Division, favorite to win the President's Trophy, favorite to be at top of the West. But other than that, I think the West is wide open. Like, I I honestly think of the eight playoff teams, Colorado, obviously you pencil them in, but then you look around the rest of the league. You know, St. Louis, obviously, I think is going to be a threat. Minnesota, I think is going to be a threat. Winnipeg could potentially put something together and be a threat. Vegas, who knows? You know, Vegas was very underwhelming last season, but they have a ton of depth. They have a ton of pieces. They could put together another really good season. Um, You look back out east, you know, I've got some teams, Washington, Pittsburgh, the usual suspects. Um, There are a lot of really, really good teams in the NHL and a lot of really good teams that are embracing the sort of new style of play that I was hinting at earlier. And because of that, I think, especially considering the offense is going to take a step back in the NHL as a whole, in my opinion, I think that's going to allow teams to be a lot more even, you know? I I think the Central Division itself could be in any order, two through six. And unfortunately, that includes the St. Louis Blues. And you look out, you know, I mean, Vancouver, eh, maybe, but the Canadian teams, I think Calgary is still going to be really good. There are a lot of really, really good teams on paper next season. And as we know on paper can only get you so far, you know, some teams are going to overachieve what their expectations are, some teams are going to underachieve, but I think this is one of the the be- best examples of really not knowing what to expect out of a season in the NHL that I can remember in a long time, and I'm really looking forward to that for that um, because of that. I think there's, you know, only a few teams in the NHL that are going to be definitely really, really bad, you know, you look at Chicago and what they've been doing, Arizona and what they've been doing but then you look at the teams that have been really bad in the past and like you know the Anaheim Ducks are all of a sudden putting together a really good group of young players the LA Kings are looking like they're they're kind of still hanging around um you can you can name a lot of teams that have have taken that next step and really improved themselves and there's just not as many teams that have gone back in the other direction I think there are a lot more teams that have gotten a lot better than there are teams that have gotten a lot worse and because of that I think we're gonna have a really exciting regular season in the NHL And the only place you can hear my thoughts and reactions to all that 
is here on the Lockdown Blues podcast. That is all the time I have for you today. So thank you all so much for listening to the show, today's episode. Make sure you hit that follow or subscribe button on whatever podcast platform you're listening to me on. That way you never miss a new episode. Subscribe to the YouTube channel at Lockdown Blues and hit that notification bell. Whenever a new video goes live, you'll be the first to know. You'll get a notification. You can see my beautiful face as soon as it becomes available to the public. Uh, leave a review on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, if you're feeling so kind. Um, any feedback, you know, you can sh- shoot me a DM on Twitter, anything like that, at Josh Hammond NHL. You can follow Lockdown Blues on all of our various social accounts, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok, at Lockdown Blues. Thank you all so much for listening, and as always, let's go Blues.